Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko, and on today's episode, we sit down with model activist badass, Jillian Mercado. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. All right, welcome everyone to season two of Big Things with Zach Miko. That's right, guys. We're going into season two. Um, we're going to make it bigger and better and more awesome than ever before. So thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, we have did 50 episodes in our last season, plus a bunch of bonus content that I hope you guys enjoyed. And it just makes me so happy, guys. I'm so happy to bring this to you guys every week. Uh, Josh and I thank you guys so much for listening. It's really amazing. We've been putting this out every week for the past year, and you guys still listen, and I love it. We're going to have such amazing guests this year, uh, starting off with my super special episode with my good friend, model, activist, incredible, badass, Jillian Mercado. She's an amazing model with my agency, IMG Models, uh, and she's one of the few professional models out there with a physical disability, and she's been a huge prominent figure in the fashion industry, and she's made it her fight to fight the lack of representation of people with disabilities in the fashion industry and in media, and to get rid of all the enduring stigmas that go along with it, and she's such an incredible role model for so many people, and just a total, utter badass and it is so amazing to even know her i she's one of the first people i search out um whenever we have our fashion week parties i'm like is jillian here let's hang out because she's i feel like a better person even knowing her because she's such an absolute rock star and you guys are gonna fall in love with her just like the rest of the world did because you're gonna listen right now so without further ado my interview with jillian mercado Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with my great friend, model, creative, activist, badass, Jillian Mercado, everybody. Woo woo. What's happening? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited. We've been trying to do this forever. Episode uno of season dos. Yes. I don't know how to say season yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know how to say season either. <laughs> I am sorry for my fellow Latinx community I know, for that I, failure. So what am I thinking? Call me off guard there. Oh no, I didn't listen. I don't even know. Well, that's the thing is there's certain words, especially like season and pertaining to TV, because mm-hmm. it's different than like the seasons. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I've, so one of my New Year's resolutions has been to get way better at Spanish because I feel stupid only oh. knowing one language. And I feel like, wow. and no, it's dumb. <laughs> Everyone else in the world speaks multiple languages but us in I'm America. I'm here trying to learn French. 
Oh, that's, I don't envy you. I can't make some of those sounds. I can at least make all of the sounds in Spanish. Okay. Or most of. Okay. Not well, but like close to them. That's so. Exactly. That's so awesome. I'll get a little better at it. Um, But yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good. We're like literally, well, the new year was like five days ago. Yeah. About. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're getting right into it. Um, so I start every interview the same way. We're going to see where it goes. Okay, let's Jillian, do it. where are you from? I am born and raised in New York City. Hell yeah. yeah. Whereabouts? Um, I mean, like school wise, I was basically, and still, I mean, I kind of live there as well now, but in the Upper West Side in Manhattan. Okay. Um, and 85 or 90% of my family lives here as well. Oh, that's in so a 15 lucky. minute radius. Oh, which that, is a great thing and also a horrible thing. Oh, it's family. You don't get to miss them. No, I know. They're there all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got my family at the perfect distance, I yeah. think. So I, I'm from Connecticut originally. Okay. Oh, nice. So they are an hour and a half away, mm-hmm, which is, mm-hmm. I could see them. So they have to call you when yeah. they're going to come over. Oh, yeah. Whereas they- me, <laughs> they just show up just, and I'm just like, wow, thanks for the heads up. Oh, cool, my cool, God. Cool. They just drop it like on. Like my aunt, in. literally, she just like doesn't tell me she's going to come over. She's just like, I'm at your door. And I'm like, oh, which door? Downstairs or at my door? She's like, She's like, no. And then she's like knocking on my door. And I was like, no. <laughs> she's like, no, they, they know me downstairs. They let <laughs> exactly. me in. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. That's always Born really. Here. That's fun. That's really good. Um, so, you went to, so you went to school growing up here and whatnot. Yeah. So all my education, school education has been in New York City, even college. Where'd you go? Well, I went to FIT, so oh, Fashion Institute of Technology. Of absolutely. Well, I could have been somewhere else, but I, know. I wanted to, I really wanted to be in the um, fashion industry. Yeah. I think me knowing you now, that's why I'm mm-hmm. like, of course you went to <laughs> FIT, but it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. life takes different turns. It really, t- I mean, I was supposed to be a retailer. Like, that's what I studied. I studied marketing Yeah. for four years. That's what you wanted to do. You, so like to be a retailer, no. like you wanted to be a buyer or you wanted yeah, to? Yeah, like that was what I was studying to do. Really? And then I realized four years after that, that that was not what I wanted to do. That's so great. You know, life funny. is funny. It, it teaches you, you know, what you love about it and also what you hate about it. Absolutely. So, that taught me never to be a buyer ever, ever. No, no. And it, it, it's, <laughs> it's not but, for me. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I never envy them. Like, I, especially, you know, in the modeling world, yeah. even just like when you're doing fittings and you're doing samples, you do come in contact with the buyers oh, and part yeah. of you is like, so why'd you get this? And, yeah. the, and I always feel bad for them because they're like, listen, you try this. Yeah, I'm exactly. getting what I have to do. Yeah, exactly. I have to fill this store. I did my job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so for, um, those who do not know, Mm -hmm. one of the reasons, um, or or, I don't even know how to introduce it, which is one of the things I love, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you Mm -hmm. about this. So you are not only an absolutely amazing model, but Mm -hmm. you're also one of the only people representing, um, people in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what is the, how do you like to say, how do, how do we like to like, do people still say disabled? Do they say handicap do they say um we don't say handicap no i didn't think we did okay well that's what i'm asking no no and i appreciate you asking because i think that that's why i always tell people i'm like never assume well that's just a life lesson totally period it doesn't even have to be associated to this but 
never, ever, 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 ever assume anything. Yes, like, absolutely. We have the ability to ask questions, and that's what we should do. I so totally we don't agree look with you. like a dumbass. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, I like to say that I am one of like a handful, if maybe less, of people who have a disability mm-hmm. in a public figure kind of way. Yeah, not even just in fashion, just in entertainment, yeah, in media, period. in general. Which is kind of awesome to say out loud. Well, it is. It's it's <laughs> absolutely... You've, it, you've done things that people counted out from the very beginning, which is something that's super powerful, especially mm-hmm. like... You, you tell a story in a couple of your interviews how... Um, so you were diagnosed at 13 years old? I was diagnosed at... Three. Three. Three years old. But at 13, I figured out that I was misdiagnosed. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what were what did they diagnose you with when you were three? So when I was three, so basically, um, I've, I mean, realistically, I've always had a disability since like the jump, since like mm-hmm. I had consciousness and my eyes opened yeah. up at birth. Um, my mom's pregnancy was like in the medical term normal, like everything yeah. was fine until I came into this world. Um, and according to further research, my mom uh, came to find out that the doctor dislocated my hip or some weird ma- malpractice okay. happened yeah. at birth. Um, but they didn't tell her until she figured out that something was just like off about me. Mm-hmm. Like I would never cry. I was like, honestly, I mean, kind of the most perfect child ever because I never <laughs> You're just cried. Sitting there, I not was just cries. like sitting there, you know, <laughs> smiling when I needed to smile, eating and doing like normal baby stuff and she's like this is too she's good like, to be true perfect yeah. something's going on but like she like i would start like babies like one or two years old they start like reaching for things and crawling yeah. right and i was just not doing any of those okay um so she's like something's wrong so she took me to the doctor and they told my mom that i had cerebral palsy okay now for the people who know what cerebral palsy is and knowing me it just doesn't no no it's, it's a different thing it's a whole other yeah. universe but my mom, so my mom is from Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and she didn't really know English at the time. So she's like, all right, well, obviously the doctors know more than I do. So I'm just going to say that that's what it is. And that's what it is. So from the age of three till I was 13, that's what I had in my mind that I had. Yeah. Um, and I never questioned it. I just, I mean, I still even have the same mentality now that I had back then where I just, I my life has always been fine yeah. in my world. So yeah. I was like, why am I even questioning it? Totally. To begin with. So when I was like 13, 14, I had a regular doctor's visit. And you know that time when you're getting a checkup and then the doctor like leaves the room to like talk to their superior or whatever. And like, oh, oh. like, you know, one of those like student doctor kind one of, of that, I'm just going to check with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like let yeah. me just like, you know, call my superior to tell her or him about this, whatever. So Whenever I, they want a second opinion, you're always like, yeah, ah, you're like, great. Shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. So I had one of those and me being nosy, I like went up to the computer to see what they were writing about. Because, you know, like sometimes when doctors just keep writing and writing and writing and you're like, what? What are they writing about? You're just sitting about? there and they're just scribbling or typing. Exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, and I've always been a very curious person. So mm-hmm. I went up to the screen and I saw that my diagnosis said spastic muscular dystrophy. And I was like, what is that? And why is that there attached to my name when yeah. obviously I have cerebral palsy? Again, not realizing what cerebral palsy was. Yeah. Um, because again, I wasn't questioning. 
until and then when the doctor came back i i asked and i was like wait what's that and they're like oh that's what you have and i'm like what oh my god <laughs> please like what you're like my my last uh the rest of my life was my different whole, than yeah. that yeah and, and not that like then my whole life changed but i was like wow okay this is gonna change as far as like i might have to now investigate what the heck is this totally um and yeah so then like i said my, my life never like spontaneously like <gasps> i have like yeah. a new understanding of life but it was like oh interesting okay it's well, that's it's, what that it's is. definitely a switch <laughs> you know it's like it's like when people who have reading glasses you don't you're not born with like reading glasses no you know you just like, all of a sudden like damn it i can't see what that says that's me i you can't know? read at all but not that like, your life like dramatically changes no. but like now you wear reading glasses when yeah you read so that was like kind of my thing did your was it more just like viewing it from a different way or did you like the actually the way you care for yourself change when you got no, a different diagnosis not really not at all it was more like now i know what to tell people yeah that's it that's really. always good. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like if i'm completely honest that's that's all no. it was yeah 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 absolutely so when we when you were younger were you as into <laughs> fashion like did it, like you went to fit is that what you mm -hmm. always knew you wanted to do um like going to fit or, or just, or like just in, the in the fashion industry um yes and no like i i like now i know because i asked my my parents but growing up i was always interested in like fabrics and and where things came from again mm -hmm. me being nosy and like just curious um like, I know people are like, oh, well, all kids are curious. I was, like, extra curious. Yeah. You know, I, like, wanted to know why. Oh, you know when kids are like, but why? But why? Like, yeah. that was, like, me. Oh, you need. <laughs> but why? And they're like, yes, it is what it is. And I'm like, exactly. but why? <laughs> um, that, that was me. And so my mom was a seamstress. So okay. she worked at one of, like, the last New York factories. Like, we have no factories yeah. no, now in, in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, but she worked in one of the last ones. Um, and she was like, I, it was like, I was like seven months or eight months pregnant and we were, I was still working. Yeah. Um, your mom, my mom. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was working with her cause I was in her. No, so, totally. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to say I also worked in a factory. Kind of rubbed off on you. <laughs> exactly. You know how it is. So I was like, she told me that I was always, out of my two younger sisters, I was always one very like attached to her when she was like bringing work home okay so like she has she always had an interest in it. i always had an interest in fabrics and, and you know the designers and my mom my dad was a shoe salesman so he would like either bring us to his shop or bring boots to our apartment yeah and like i'm like oh this is so pretty like what's snakeskin where does that come from like snakeskin oh. yeah i mean Damn. back in the day like snakeskin i guess <laughs> in the 80s was a really big thing in the yeah. in the shoe industry Jeez. um and crocodile and all that yeah um so i was always in the industry i just didn't know that that was something that i could uh, that i could work in like have a career in yeah. i just thought that was like a fun thing no you know? totally but like in my mind and i guess like having traditional parents too i they wanted me to like be a dentist or a lawyer or a doctor always one of those kind doctor of and lawyer or like jobs. i feel like every parent is like doctor like, or lawyer is what i want you to be it's insane i'm like i'm i like being unstable obviously they always <laughs> choose the career where you have to go to school for like several centuries decades. Yeah. <laughs> i'm 125 and i'm still in school oh no, exactly like i have so many friends and like you know their 30s still working on doctorates yeah. and masters yeah. i'm like sorry guys i don't i don't I don't know Not what to tell me. you. 
I yeah. Know. So um, that was like, I don't know why my mom had a fascination of me being a dentist, but yep. I like that she chose the specific type oh, of yeah, doctor yeah, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Was, for me, it was a dentist. I don't know why. I just like, I can see you being a dentist. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. You can? Because I don't. Okay. <laughs> um, so it was quite a, like, a, oh, you want to go to FIT? Okay. Well, we'll be here supporting you if you need it, but. That's good. I At hope least. you know what you're getting yourself into. And I'm like, I do. I mean, I don't. No teenager does. But no. I was like, yes, we're going to do a, this all the way. I love that the way our system works is like, you have to decide what you want the rest of your life to be oh, when sure. you're like 17 oh, yeah. years old. They're like, That's make why- the most important decision ever. Right now. Right now. Exactly. No time to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No time to think about it. No idea, like, what it costs and what it entails. Like, I remember I, I spent so much money going to college, and I still have an associate's degree. Like, after, because I, I have two associate's you degrees instead of a bachelor's. <laughs> like, that was the thing. Is like, because I, I dropped out of one college and went to another and yeah. spent so much money. And then I was just like, I don't. See, I learned everything, like, as simple as I could say street smart. Yeah. Like I learned all everything that I know now because I actually like did full on life experiences. Yeah. You know, like I love FIT and they definitely helped me as far as like getting to where I want to be. Totally. You know, I I milked FIT so hard. As you should. You know, Absolutely. I did everything. I like I before I said my name I went I go to FIT. I mean FIT is <laughs> the fashion school. Like yeah. I feel like every I mean, there's a there's a ton of sure. great design and fashion yeah, schools, yeah, yeah. but FIT is the it's one a, everyone knows there. of. It's pretty up there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like me. Like you know, I went to acting school and I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Art, which is like the oldest conservatory, and everything's great. But if you didn't go to like Yale or Juilliard, they're kind of like, oh, okay, you went to acting school. And I'm like, yeah, but I, they're like, well, you didn't go to those right, ones, right. And, and you're, you're like. like mm. Those ones cost like 80 grand a year. Man. Yeah. It's like, you want to pay it for me? Because. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was just like, I didn't, I didn't grow up with that rich appearance no. where I could have just gone to Yale. I mean, that's a whole other conversation with school systems. But. I know. Our school systems are. <laughs> did you go to, um, did you go to private school when you were in high school? Or did you go to public no, school? No, p- public school all the way. Not a girl. All me too. the effing way. I, mean, I would have been a whole different person if I went to private school, I think. Totally. What, what, what would you describe? going to public school in new york city like because i was in the suburbs so public school was just whatever yeah no no um you grow up very quickly i can imagine like super quick like i think by the age of like 14 13 i was taking public transportation and like my mom would be like okay see you at three and i'm like ah (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, not only like, I always am amazed how scary it is when I see like just little kids on the subway by oh, themselves uh, or taking the still. bus. <laughs> yeah. It's still amazing that they're just like, yeah, go to I'm school. Like, Where's your parents? Seven year old. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Was it, but, um, but I mean, you were in a wheelchair your whole life. Yeah. How was it navigate was now that I know a lot mm-hmm. of the New York subway systems are accessible, but I don't think mm-hmm. they were. I live in Astoria. I mean, the entire Queens line is unaccessible for anyone in the wheelchair. I was actually going to go to Astoria because I wanted to go to the Museum of Moving Image, which is one of the best museums. Oh, they have a Jim Hansen exhibition. It was supposed to be to go. It's incredible. But there's no elevator in like a 30 minute radius yeah to the museum so i'm like if i go i have to wake up like at 6 a.m to take like 10 buses to get there jesus 
Well, that's one of the things. They just redid all the subway stations Apparently. in Queens and didn't yeah. make any of them accessible. because oh, we're never in the conversation. And why is that? people suck no people no i mean in like well it's because honestly like i i mean it's literally like i feel like it's a job title now that i have to speak about this all the time because it's we've always been invited to the cookout but never had a chance to have any burgers oh that's a really sad metaphor but it's really accurate it's so true like we're yeah. so visible but yet so invisible it's like disgusting oh, at times you absolutely know? i mean i've gone places with you um <laughs> just like after parties after you you know we're at a new york fashion week event and everything's great and i've been like walking with you and we get to a point where we're just like howard oh, like, they're great. like oh it's on the eighth floor and we're like oh, okay cool. and they're like well you guys walk up this way and we're like no yeah <laughs> how do we get yeah, up yeah, there yeah. Yeah, because people don't think that, like, you know, people who have disabilities have a life, which is just LOL to me. You also have, like, the most <laughs> intense social life ever. Because I think it is. I there's try. there's people have this. I think that people are afraid to talk to anyone with a disability about what they go through. <laughs> I think there's, like, this need to almost be, like, so sensitive that they you get blocked out. Because people don't want to bring anything yeah, It's like anything fear. Up. It really yeah. comes down to fear. It's fearful that like they're going to hear something that maybe they had something to do with it. Yeah. You know? And I like I try like my whole personality myself. I really try to be the most cheerful person and have the most fucking patience. Oh, and you do. Oh, the most. Sometimes it's like actual work to be patient. Because I remember you posting a video of people... <laughs> Um, trying to get your wheelchair oh into the bottom of the plane. And you were just like, they're going to fuck. This is like, they have this cost my whole life. And they are just like rough handling it and shoving yeah. it up. Like it's, I've, I, I, it's so funny you bring that up because I had a conversation with my friend like at least an hour ago about it because nobody talks about this ever. Yeah. And like I get a lot of people like first, you know, when people like rant on Facebook, like I don't even use Facebook anymore because Facebook, but I know. <laughs> I use Facebook still to just see what people from my high school. Yeah, are doing. I mean, I last night I was like, I need to delete this. I don't post on it, but I, but I do stalk people on I mean, Facebook like, a lot. It's the only purpose Facebook's for. No, now. it's what it's for. It's like <laughs> anything I post on Facebook is reposted from Instagram. Yeah, and that's like my Twitter, but also yeah. not really anymore because now I just started to like. <sighs> Like You're use going Twitter in for on whatever. Twitter. Oh, today I'm I going. I know we're gonna get in to that on Twitter. We're gonna get like, to that. My too. blood has been as it should on the surface of my skin. <laughs> we're gonna get to that in a second. Um, but um, but we're yeah, talking no. about them. You know, that you you took this video of these guys, yeah, yeah. just um, these baggage handlers that had no idea how to handle your chair, your chair. at all. So basically, yeah. So I mean, so what the video you're talking about is I travel or I I been blessed enough to with my job to travel places mm -hmm. and lo and behold not that i'm surprised but also very surprised that you know flying you have to remove yourself from your chair to give it to somebody else to handle to store it which they store where your luggage is yeah because you can't bring it on there yeah. on with you on the which airplane. i'm very surprised they don't have some sort of like they have it like a cubby or something not even a cubby but like you know they have like accessible 
like cars and buses and mm-hmm. trains mm-hmm. you think you they think would... they would a plane would be in a list. no yeah i mean there is like um there's like a bill trying to be pa- uh, trying to get passed now where um would give the chance for somebody who literally can't walk i'm thankful i'm like grateful enough that i can get out of my chair and walk mm-hmm. um but there's some people who literally like really need to be in their chair but they also want to travel yeah but they can't travel because the seats that are on planes are not comfortable for them totally you know i mean they're already not comfortable for everybody else but oh, i can't fit if in a you can imagine seat. someone my well yeah exactly You're my like problems are entirely different but i can't fit in a normal seat <laughs> exactly. there have been times we've been booked for jobs and they're like we're gonna fly you regular and i was like i need and the extended like, there's leg room. no way that's gonna happen that's the thing i don't demand like first class or anything i'm like totally. hey, guys i just need an exit yeah, seat i just need just, a sit yeah and they're like no we can't unless i can lay on the exactly like, you know they're like, no, you got to sit here. And I was like, no, you don't no. understand. I literally can't get happen. into the chair. Yeah. Like, this isn't me being a diva. I <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. physically get into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So um, so there is like something, a bill that's uh, being processed now where they would like remove a seat mm-hmm. from the plane and like store it somewhere. Um, you know how like cars can fold seats and then like hit it on the bottom yeah. or whatever. Um, where this person can like literally pull up in their chair and you strap the chair down. and boom. Yeah that's it but that's what makes perfect sense that's, <laughs> that's the way like think. that's the way like vans work that's the way yeah i know the yellow cabs had a, like a new fleet of accessible mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. uh vehicles mm-hmm. that that's exactly mm-hmm. the way it would work they'd fold mm-hmm. it down you'd Boop. come up and you're good so to go easy so simple like yeah. it, you think that that would be the most easy solution but i don't know um so that's what's what's going on now so i do my best like in the position that i am now where i have a lot of people watching what i do yeah i i know what it is to not have this much attention and being frustrated with not knowing what to do so i use my platform to be like look this happens every single day it still happens to me now even though you know i have this like bigger platform with me right now you're a big deal now but you still have to go through yeah you you know exactly and like i always joke about like the moment i get invited to the met gala it's gonna be really interesting because you can't go up the stairs. I can't go up the stairs. Yeah. And what's the point of going to the Met Gala if oh you don't God. go through that entrance? I don't yeah. want to go through the back entrance. No. Ew. No, exactly. No unless everyone's going to go through the back entrance. I'm not going through the back entrance. So, you know, me being a nerd, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to have to, like, hit up Elon Musk and just, like, oh, invent he'll... a flying chair. And that's going to be, imagine. Oh, my God. He would totally do that. Can you imagine? He would absolutely. Just get, just get May to put in a good word for you. I know. <laughs> I've been trying to, like, hint at her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm like, hey, May, <laughs> you want to be my date for the Met Gala? Ex- Only if you're son of, like, invent. But, God. yeah, so, anyway, so I use my platform to discuss things like that. And yeah. in this situation... I was looking out from my window and saw six guys or five guys mishandling my chair mm-hmm. on a conveyor belt that's supposed to be for luggages. Yeah. My chair weighs 300 pounds. Yeah. So it's like putting a refrigerator that's made out of glass on a conveyor belt. Ooh. And just like even that thought is nerve wracking mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can do. Like I can't shout from my window and I can, sure, I can advise them when they take my chair away from me, like, hey, please don't touch this. Please don't do this. Please. Yeah. But it, like, by the time that my chair gets from where they pick it up to all the way downstairs, like, I don't know who's going to, like, switch up or exactly. how many people or whatever. And it's not like I can have a whole meeting before, you know, my chair is taken away from me. So I put this on social media and there was just like an outpour of people, like, 
thank God the majority of the people who wrote back were like, yes, this happens to me. This is why I don't travel. Yeah. And that shit breaks my heart so much because I love traveling. I think yeah. that everybody in this world should have the opportunity to travel and to see the world because we have I don't know so what's many happening upstairs. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I don't know if that even came through on the mic. This, this studio has everything weird happening. There's like dance classes and improv classes oh and, and ghosts and goblins. and it's, Clearly that's a ghost. I know. That one, that one was a ghost. Definitely. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. Um, oh. So, um, yeah, so I, I get a lot of messages like that and it breaks my heart because I love traveling and I love meeting people, you know. In different parts of the world, then you get this new perspective on life and how how beautiful this world is. And yeah. to have that taken away from you just because you're so fearful that someone's gonna not going to do their job. Like that shit is so heartbreaking to me. And I yeah. get messages like that. No joke. Like at least 20 every time I post a video like that. Oh, I bet. Or every time I bring that conversation up. And then, then I get people who are like, well, at least you haven't. And I'm like, that's not the point. I shouldn't be able to like like um what's the word like settle down for less no i should be able to not be worried if i'm going to get a chair yeah if i get a chair back the way i left it you exactly know? and i've it's been like i mean over the past year my chair is my chair my chair is currently broken right now as i'm speaking to you yeah is it really <laughs> it's, it's truthfully i'll show you Jeez. But my my they mishandled my chair my chair fell and like a Jeez. whole piece like ripped apart That's not mind good. you my chair is half made out of metal so you yeah. think metal is really hard to like bend not if the chair is falling from like a five feet radius uh like length to the floor you know yeah. Um, and then they don't tell you that's the thing is like I've had so many arguments with different airlines because I'm like at least if you had the professionalism to tell me hey I'm so sorry but your chair fell yeah. is there anything we can do we'll try to do the best that we can but no usually I just have to figure it out when I get to the, my destination and I'm like fuck now I'm screwed because no, this doesn't work. my yeah. chair is literally how I get around like yeah. I can't move so I'm at the airport for like three hours trying to figure out how the hell I'm gonna get anywhere Jesus and like traveling is already like a pain so adding yeah. like if I'm gonna get my legs to move or not it's just really frustrating oh you man. know and no. and so people who do debate or or you know give me shit online i'm just like you know the funny thing is that you can have a disability tomorrow yeah like god forbid oh, something yeah. happens it you happens get hit by all a car, the time exactly you know you get shot i don't know why i thought about shot but whatever you can get shot but it ha you can <laughs> and, and you wouldn't you want to be treated as you're treated now with yeah. the same respect i don't understand why you're debating over me where i'm just honestly trying to make your life better there's this whole, in case it happens yeah there's this whole thing that just, I don't know what is going on right now, but there's this like shitty, like almost ass backward nostalgia for when times were worse for people. Like there, <laughs> there's this thing going on right now. It's like, I don't know why everyone's complaining now because yeah. they've been complaining for generations about being 100%. mistreated. It's just like, oh, just welcome and, to my world. And for the first time, someone's listening to yeah, them. It's, it's ignorance. It is. It's totally, I, I get so It's angry. about being blinded. And then all of a sudden you can see and it's like, oh, well, welcome to my world because this is since the beginning of time it's yeah. been for us. <laughs> But, you know, I know. Good I'm, job. Well, that's why it's so important that people like you are out there just we showing, have to. just living your life and showing the world, especially, you know, you and I have very public 
lives mm-hmm. like whether we like it or not mm-hmm. it's like our well, we have to our job right? is to be public yeah like i always feel like even me i'm like i'm not public enough i know i have to like yeah, be know. more transparent at this point i'm like sucks. should i take a photo of me peeing because that's the last thing that i'm not public in. oh my god i know <laughs> i know I've, I've thought the exact same thing i'm like i should upload a naked photo right I mean, now to I have mean, it done with just <laughs> to get it over with i mean i had this one person ask me you know when you're on instagram you put like ask me questions or whatever and yeah i've yeah. only done it twice but I got like people are either interested in like my sexuality and who I'm dating or like how do you take a shower and I'm like what the fuck kind of question is that I go under out of the all water, the questions that you can ask me yeah a shower is the most interesting question that you can think of because you're assuming yeah. something Okay. No, absolutely. But the thing is is like sometimes I don't even give I don't even like, get mad at shit like that because there's been and this ties back to like what's going on on Twitter today with me, but it ties back to having this like stereotype of what it is to have a disability in yeah. the media, mm-hmm. you know, and how much if I mean, tell me if, this, if you don't know what this is, but inspiration porn is very much alive in Ugh. the industry and it just very happens constantly so. and constantly and constantly so then when someone like me brings it up and they're like this is not fair they're like what do you mean this is not fair like this is like the best movie i've seen so far and i'm like but you're portraying someone with a disability like they're weak and they're less than to yeah. make you feel better and you're giving them a savior and you're yeah, giving them, yeah it's a it, yeah it's a savior complex and some people just don't really understand that it's uh bullshit straight 100%. white man ideal I mean, of storytelling as a straight white man i'm allowed to talk about it so don't worry <laughs> <laughs> you can't say it but i can't no no i'm joking <laughs> no but it's it's no, fucking it's true. true no it's flat out true it's, and it's storytelling especially in the media whether it be in fashion or um or in entertainment or totally. music even has been told from just that perspective yeah for so long it's like you know we exist because we've just had it of people telling our stories wrong yeah. you know and there was like for example like to relate it to relate it to you there was a story this movie on netflix about this girl who's like plus size and um it was like a whole backlash you're talking about dumpling no i love dumpling oh, that was I such love a cute dumpling movie too. i cried i love dumpling oh that's God, why that i got so ex- <laughs> that's why i got no, excited i was dumpling. like i was like i love that movie no i love that movie no that movie was done right that was movie was that done that movie perfect. was done perfect yeah. so i'm pretty sure in the in the writing and in the in the back you know people in the background actually gave their true stories and totally. actually like said well this is what we go through well you know? it basically is a story i can't remember the the author's name is Julie something and I'm sorry I can't remember it sorry, right now Julie. but she wrote a book called Dumplin and it okay, was it cute. was and she told it from her you know she was yeah, a plus yeah, size girl who told it from her perspective and yeah. that's it's so good it's so but that's well how done. it should be you know yeah. and and that's why I get aggravated when people tell stories that are not even remotely close to what the person experiences or it doesn't have somebody in the writer's room or somebody in the production of the movie saying, no, this is not okay. And this is not okay because blah, blah, blah. And casting directors and directors, they should be able to listen, but not listen to respond, but to listen, to listen. And a lot of people don't understand the two kinds of listens. Yeah. You know, no, there's, there's, there's listening and taking in the information yeah. and processing it. Yeah. And then there's the listening where people are like, we let you talk. We yeah. Did your I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you can't I let you talk. We're going to exactly. go on and do this anyway. Though. Yeah. And then you don't hear what the person is saying. And so then you repeat the same mistakes again and again and again and again to the point 
a me comes and blows up because I'm like, I'm so sick and tired. It's not about the actors in the movie. It's about the person who thought this was okay to make a movie about someone, regardless if it's a true story or not. But I just feel like it's just not okay. And you're really like, it's life and death in some situations. Absolutely. With, oh, in, in my personal, in my like, you know, with people with disabilities, there's people out there who actually don't have the platform to say, that, you know, this is happening to me because society thought that I was less than, yeah. you know, so people take advantage of me. Yeah. And it's, it's like generations and generations of brainwashing that unfortunately people still don't understand how much brainwashing oh, has been done. Absolutely. So you were, you, you broke through. So your first campaign, you were yes. actually working for the company, not the company, but you were working with your friend. Yes. I don't know. Th- listen, I know the story. No, right. I'm no, just you, trying to remember you, you it. it. Like I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this every time I do an interview where I'm just like, let me recount what I remember. <laughs> and it's probably wrong. But um, you were working for a company. You were in fashion, mm-hmm. obviously, and you got your first campaign how your friend you were working on it and your friends just like why aren't you doing this um sort of like you you got you got like, I was, you got like 80% yeah, about um, it I know you got 80% I'll I give know, you that one I think I know 80% about everything but <laughs> never the important 20% no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was I was working for this magazine um that's still running called We the Urban and yes it was one of the first Tumblr if there is anybody in this world who still goes on Tumblr. Uh, no a shade. lot of people are pissed at Tumblr for well, taking I mean, all the they porn have, off. <laughs> um, a lot. I understand. I sympathize yeah. because it's literally what. I mean, we can go to this conversation this whole. I've been in. I've I've worked with Tumblr for like four years, so yeah, I yeah, can yeah. like tell you that that's where they were getting their money. But whatever. Okay. No, totally. <laughs> you know, bills need to be paid. <laughs> and like people in like working for Tumblr would tell me like, yeah, this is. This is literally how we get paid. It's yeah. because our biggest traffic is porn Yeah. on Tumblr. Anyways, um, also, it just had to do more with women showing their nipples. But anyways, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was working for Tumblr for their first uh, fashion magazine that was called We The Urban. And uh, my third year working for the magazine, we had Nicole, Nicola, who was then a creative director of mm-hmm. Diesel. Yes. So I've always wanted to work with him because he was the creator, mastermind of all insane, and I say insane in a good way, of Lady Gaga's outfits. Yeah. So the meat dress, the egg dress, or capsule, the um, all the insane costumes that she had on runways and, you know, and appearances. He was the one who was behind it, with her obviously, but it definitely influenced that. And so I was like, I really want to work with him, but I didn't know how, I didn't know which way. I didn't know anyone that knew him, but I had the opportunity to meet him Yeah. because he was on the cover for the magazine and we had this like launch party. And when I, when I met him, we got along like super quick. We like talked about our equal love and infatuation for dogs. Oh, um, so that went on. Don't even <laughs> do that to me. Now all I'm thinking is, is I'm gonna see this dog. You are. You are. I'll show you a picture. Don't worry. <laughs> so we were like for four hours straight talked about our love for dogs and yeah. his two dogs. He had two Pomeranians and I have a Yorkie and a Maltese and how much I love them and I love them more than I love humans. Yeah. Um, because it's true and I still think that way. <laughs> um, humans suck compared to dogs. And cats. Cat, I love I love cats now. I love cats. I have always had a cat. But I've always had, like, I'm like, I had to be a dog in some life. 
Yeah. Because the love I have for dogs is like, I like, I'll greet, I'll greet a dog first before I greet their neighbor, uh, owner <laughs> all the time. And That's, I catch myself doing it. Yeah. I'm just like, hi. Oh yeah. You're oh, there. Hello person. I, holding I, I thought niche. the dog was walking you. And, and, I know. and I oh. Um, so anyway, so I saw that he posted after we like exchange information, I saw on Facebook that he posted that he was doing a casting call for a new diesel campaign. So I was like, oh, rad, this is going to be awesome. But I was like, well, there's no way in the world that I'm going to get picked. And some people are like, were you, did you think that way because of your disability? And I'm like, no, because it was a worldwide search. And I was like, there's no way he's going to see me. Yeah. He's going to see my entry in a worldwide. Like, he is a very famous, well-known person. Totally. There's no way, like, thousands of people applied to this. There's no way he's going to see me. And my friend's like, dude, you just do it because it's like a lottery. If you don't. I mean, like, put your name in the list. How do you know if you're going to get it or not? And I was yeah. like, fine, that's a good point. So I did it. And lo and behold, two weeks later, they called me. And they were like, you got the you got the gig. And I was fuck like, what yeah. the fuck? This is awesome. So from there, um, it was just an outpour of first, my first viralness yeah. worldwide. Um, and I was like, whoa, this is a really weird, like, moment of my life right now. And, like, at that time, I wanted to become an editor for a magazine. Like, yeah. I was obsessed with magazines as, the like, think of them something you're super obsessed about. Like, that was me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would I would know, like, who was, like, the beauty editor of every magazine and things like that. Like, I, I searched table of contents before I even, like, went through a magazine just to see who worked there. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, so in the midst of all of this, I was like, okay, now I have a decision to make. Do I continue to have this as my career or do I go back to like my first love, which is like being in the backgrounds of magazines to have the opportunity to bring more diversity into a magazine? Because I yeah. was like, that's the only way that's going to happen. If they're not going to put somebody in front of a magazine who's different. They're going the person who's inside is going to make that happen. I was like, I want to be that person. I want to be the person in charge of bringing somebody on the cover of like a Vogue or whatever in front of the magazine and I'll do anything in my power to do so. Lo and behold, who knew that three years later I was going to be that one person. Yeah. Um, But I took that responsibility because I was like, I have this opportunity right in my hands, right in my fingertips. Yeah. And I know I can do it. So fuck it, let's do it. Hell yeah! And then like a year later, I was like, how do I how do I spice this even more? And I was talking to my friend from Tumblr, and he was like, why don't you sign to IMG? And I was like, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, for real. I feel like you would be amazing. Like if Andriana Lima can do it, why can you? And I'm like, did you just compare me to Andriana <laughs> Lima? What is wrong with you? And he was like, dude, you totally should do it. Like you've yeah. gone this far. What's to say that they would say no? I mean, and if they say no, then now you know. And I was like, yeah. fuck, that's a really good point. So I did it, and I met with Ivan, and we, like, Ivan Barr, who's the president say, of IMG. how quick did Ivan just fall in love with you? Um, we spent, like, two hours talking about it, and that was, like, the beginning of him bringing more diversity. So totally. that was, like, the same year, like, Ashley Graham got signed, and, yeah. like, Hari Neff got signed. And I yeah. was like, oh, my God, if Hari Neff gets signed, if she got signed to the biggest agency in the world for yeah. being her, yeah, this has to be, this, this that's why I mean, I, that's there's why no way. Ivan, there's a very special place in heaven for Ivan because he 100%. has changed this game 100%. like no other man. But it's like he didn't do it because he was like, I'm going to use these people as like tokenism. He's been doing it for a very yeah, long time. Absolutely. You know, it's just now that he's taking the opportunity of like what's happening in our society now to be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to not only like hire someone who's this, but I'm going to hire 
all types of people. Absolutely. And that's just like, it's something to admire and to be like, this is how you use power. This yeah. is literally. This is the right way to have power. This is the most perfect way to use exactly. power. Yeah. And then just, he's like a great person. Period, he is. You know? He believes in everything he's doing. Truly Which does. is like one of the, you know, yeah. you meet so many executives from different places mm-hmm. in this world and everyone has that little bit of slime to mm-hmm. them. And Ivan doesn't. Oh, you can he's see like in their eyes so too. squeaky genuine about everything. Mm-hmm. He's no nonsense. No. He's an incredible businessman, oh, 100%. but like he is, ah, he's so genuine, and it's like totally. it's so amazing to see someone who has risen that high stay at stay genuine. And he listens too, you know. Yeah. I, we've had so many great conversations about different things, and I, I genuinely can like leave a room and go, well, somebody fucking heard me. Like I was, I someone heard what what I had to say, yeah. And genuinely, their brain, I can see them thinking like, how can we? How can we twist this so that the audience who's going to see this is comfortable enough to accept this? Yeah. You know, and that's really important mm-hmm. because we always have to be, we always have to make ourselves uncomfortable to have everyone else, you know, and that, feel and comfortable. Totally. And he's like, how can we have both? Exactly. Exactly. He, I think one of the things that's been really good is that you've always been you know, from the very beginning when you started modeling and whatnot, you've been such a role model for everyone, but it's almost exactly as you said, where it's, you, you, people are afraid to talk about certain things Mm -hmm. and you make it so they have to talk about Mm -hmm. it, but almost you do it in like this hand holding kind of way where you're like, listen, we're going to talk about it. It's like a motherly. No, it is. You're like, (laughs) I know you don't want to do this, but here it comes. We're going to have to because there's no way out. (laughs) Exactly. We're going to talk about it. Because somebody has to. And and I always, like, I always get frustrated. I was like, fuck, like that person has a great opportunity to do so. So when I have opportunities where I'm like, oh my God, this is the opportunity that I've been talking about this whole time. There's no way I'm not going to take that opportunity. Have you ever gone in like too hard on someone on the industry for something like that? What do you mean? I recently, for an example, I recently got into a, I was invited to speak at like a panel thing and I didn't, it was supposed to be kind of fluffy and nice and like, we're going to, you know, we're trying to have more diverse sizing and everything's going to be great. And I ended up like going in on somebody who uh, can very much control a lot of what I do in the future. I don't want to name them. I'll tell you after the thing. But like, you know, the person who is the head of a brand. Okay. That is a very large, very successful brand. And I found out, uh, you know, and he was started saying things about how they didn't include sizes because they just don't sell and i said Uh, you've never given anyone the opportunity and i like lost it and i said i was like are you kidding me they don't sell because you don't sell them what are you talking about and i was just like and we got into the whole thing i'm so glad you said something oh and it's like and afterwards i apologize but i remember even as i'm doing it and i'm saying it and i'm just like i'm making this guy look bad good and this is not good and then the this woman who is the like a top person at a different brand it became her turn to speak and she immediately uh, like covered her bases like she almost like started off apologizing beforehand because it was like all industry people a couple bloggers for his no like for her brand like before before anyone says anything uh, we're trying we're gonna get better and i was like oh you're not trying enough i was like exactly it was very funny because they brought in me and um robin lawley um we were part of this thing and we Mm we you know we did this panel and and i she was the one who encouraged me because she 
first second was give no fucks like i'm yeah, holding yeah. you awesome. all to task for this as you should you should ha- you that's my thing like i will tell you when you fucked up and hold you accountable for your actions and if you're giving me a bullshit excuse as far as like no one's gonna buy it that's the thing that i get all the time with adaptive clothing yeah all the time Just that's the thing what i get for anything involving disability oh but like who's gonna buy it oh but like <laughs> Is there even people out there who want this? <laughs> yes, bitch. We're humans. Of course yeah, we're going to want it. Exactly. Like, I want it. That's I, what I'm asking I, well, you for. Well, there's one person there. Boom. Me. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure I can find you a thousand other people who would exactly. also want it. Exactly. You know, like in five minutes. Yeah. You're like, have you, do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> no, I'll find you. I would never say that. <laughs> no, I would never say anything. But no, you're like, but, but seriously, you're like, I here's the community you I want will. me to show you my dms you. of the people begging for this i i remember one time my manager who i love her so much because she's such a badass but and and you know not to keep talking about img but they've given me definitely freedom to express mm-hmm. my, my thoughts like as raw as i can and there's sometimes where like politics come into into totally. play you know so it's like I have to acknowledge the politics, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes there's literally there's some things you can't change and it takes way more effort to change or may way more time for that matter. And so I'm like, look, this is this is how I feel about it. But like you let me know if I should bring that into the public because I also don't want to not work with this person because yeah. of that. And oh. that is very like that happens to me at least four times a year where I'm like, Fuck. especially in fashion where you're just like, I know totally I've had very strong feelings about certain people Mm -hmm. and certain things Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like but if I say this Mm-hmm. I have to like I'm I'm still a model. I'm I still screwed. work for these I need people. To be I was like, there's maybe two or three brands <laughs> yeah. like that I'll openly talk about. Totally. Because I'm like, they're never Fuck hiring me no yeah, matter yeah. what. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. Em. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a couple that you're like, ah, there's still that little hope that they may. Just a little, just <laughs> a little glimmer they, they may hire of a me flame. One day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I have to be very careful. But that's what I'm saying. I I at least have the opportunity to say exactly what I yeah. feel to like my manager or or my team for that matter and say, okay, this is what I feel like. What do you guys feel as an outsider? Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, I am the first and we're both learning. Like I'm learning mm-hmm. as much as they're very much learning. And totally. hopefully like me doing what I'm doing, I can give like a path to somebody else to also have the same opportunity. Cause it better not fucking end with me. Like there's no, no fucking way that's going to happen. You know? Not. So hopefully along the line, like if it's IMG or somebody else, can you know sign somebody who has a disability whether it's in a wheelchair or whatever it is yeah you know i heard one um person in the industry one mm-hmm. time say that we were taught where they were waiting for this diversity fad to die out mm-hmm. so they can mm-hmm. go back to business as usual so and it was like like i like i understand so and like oh i'm I pretty was sure so he didn't mean it how i'm thinking he's meaning it yeah which is even more frustrating but i do have to agree that people think that this diversity thing is like a moment in time like this just happened i know like this is just the thing like what you want somebody of color to be in your runway exactly no way is there people out there who are a color yeah do people of color buy clothes oh and that's how i see it no and that's the way they think it (laughs) and that's because there's still so much of the fashion industry so old school and yeah, so old white men, old, old white men who selling still control clothes. a lot yes they do yeah. and that's why they think of it as a fad rather than mm, a mm-hmm. this is what you should have been doing and every brand who has gone with more 
uh, like diversive mm-hmm. representation and inclusive sizes and adaptive clothing has seen huge booms in their business. Oh, it is so well, stupid that's to the see. the funny thing yeah. that, I, that I always say is like everything that I've touched, not to be that person at all because I'm not this person whatsoever, but everything that I've worked for has become viral or Absolutely. has had some sort of like media boost because of it. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I am privileged enough that I'm picky on what I work or who I work for. Yeah. And I have that chance to do so. Mm-hmm. But I also know is that if I work with you, this is going to be more beneficial for you than it might be for me. Mm-hmm. So pay up it. <laughs> so have those checks be cleared Hell yes 30 day net please exactly. <laughs> None of this six month waiting thing No hell no We're oh. not there anymore well, That that time has passed already oh, Well mostly I have. I still have some Oh hell no girl I still have one oh, or hell two no. I know it's bad oh, No it's, no no There no, was no. one um, client Now? There was one client where I had to reach out oh, to no. everyone. I was like, hey, it's officially been one year. <laughs> I think one I'm... year? Oh, hell no. I know. I know. It happens. It happens. No, I'm sure it happens. But I feel like we're at the time. We're at the age right now. We're oh, at, yeah. Like our inner careers where like that shit does not fly. No, it doesn't. Especially if it's not like $100,000. Oh, no. Exactly. You know? Well, it wasn't. <laughs> but it was. Oh, that's what it I'm was, saying. It was still a rent had to get paid, though. Yeah, exactly. No. Oh, and that's the thing is Some like people can't do their job just do your job man i know it, it's it's funny to like i always like even like now like i complain about stuff like that and mm-hmm. i'm always just like zach you were mowing lawns and pouring drinks <laughs> three <laughs> years ago you need to relax <laughs> no but sure i guess I but still but like you know your worth right no totally and, and you know that they're getting paid so i just got to the point like where i started for a long time, I was like, I won't turn down anything, like no matter yeah. what. And then in this last year, there were yeah. a couple projects where I was just like, no, Hell I don't no. feel good working with these people. And it's like, I can't I've do turned this. down a few projects too. Yeah. Like there's a few projects, like, I mean, I don't care saying this, but the, and I'm not going to name the, the no, totally. brand, obviously. But like there was like hospital who wanted me for a commercial and I was like, oh, oh hell no. Nah. No. That's like me. I've had a. Uh, I've had some. Um, and if you don't understand why that's not a, like a hell no, then I don't even know what to say. <laughs> that's my. I've had um, some weight loss things try to oh, contact no. me, and I'm like, "Are you fucking oh, high? No. Uh, yes. Are you like? Uh, are you so? You have no idea who I am. Clearly, no, clearly, <laughs> I was like, clearly. Why are you ever, ever bringing that no. up? But it's ugh. unless you're gonna be like a shareholder, like Oprah. Oh no, I have big problems with Oprah. I get <laughs> no, that, that, not Oprah. no, I love Oprah. No, it's the thing. I love Oprah so much. I used to go home. No. So my mom had a rule in or like which my mom was really big on family time. So okay, when I was a teenager, cute. I wasn't allowed to just go out and play with uh, like go to my friend's house and hang out. Surprise the memory. I know. <laughs> I had to come home and I had to spend some time with her and what we did was I came home from school and we watched Oprah every single day. I love That's Oprah hilarious. so much. She's and, like I'm tired. And like of and Oprah. and I also was there like I loved because, you know, I was always a big kid, so mm-hmm. her weight struggles up and down, mm-hmm. it was so endearing, and I related to it, and she was such a good advocate back then, but then as times have changed, she hasn't, uh the fact that she owns Weight Watchers yeah. fucking infuriates yeah. me. I, I can see how you can see that. Just because it's like, oh, you have this, you're Oprah, you have more power than anyone to tell yeah, people that they're, that okay. they're okay, 
and that's all you have to say. Yeah, that's it. That's really I ten got, seconds. I got really mad at um, DJ Khaled because, <laughs> and I and I like him. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> I still follow him, but he did a big campaign for DXL, and it was awesome. Yeah. And then immediately signed up to be a Weight Watchers spokesperson. And I'm like, that's dude, why I saw you, him. It was really bizarre. It was bizarre, but it's also just like, dude, you just did this whole thing, and uh, again. Your weight is so personal. I've gone through my weight loss and weight gain up and down, but now I know it's because I it was like this weird societal thing I was putting on myself. But like it's personal and I get it and I have no problem if you want to lose weight and it's totally. no one. But the totally. fact that you do this big inclusive thing where you're making guys finally feel good about themselves and just like, look at DJ Khaled's a big guy and yeah. he's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then he's just like, I'm going to get way smaller. And you're like, what is it? No. <laughs> oh, what's but if your health is fine, you're fine. No, exactly. That's all that matters. Oh, I know. Yeah, I feel that. I understand. But yeah, it's part mm-hmm. of it, it, it. It's getting better. And that's why it's important to have. It's only getting better because we're talking about it. Right. Yeah, that's that's why I always say we need people like you and me to like stay on message. Yeah. Uh, speaking of on a message, I think yes. we should talk about your, today's Twitter fun. Mm. Um, so there's a movie coming out called The Upside, mm-hmm. which um, <laughs> has, has is is. Uh, problematic to say the least a little bit um for those who don't know the premise of it is that brian cranston is um paralyzed i guess i think he was from an injury or something like that in the movie i don't know he's paralyzed in one way shape or form he's paralyzed for the next down and he's very very wealthy and he hires kevin hart to be his guy that um his helper that helps him out and it's another savior story on how their lives changed for one another. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I think what's problematic about mm-hmm. that movie is you have two, it kind of goes both ways. You have an able-bodied person saving a disabled person, and then you have a rich white man also saving a person of color. Yeah, and it you're like, really, <laughs> really fucks it up both ways. It does. It really is like, Ugh. It's the white savior complex, and then there's like a disability complex. Yeah. The savior disability complex. Not even a word. Well, it's going to be now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely savior disability. It's just a lot. I complex. mean, I chose yeah. obviously to do the disability part and not the white savior part. Um, because that's just one. I need I only one battle I can no, fight at a time. Yeah, you can only do one at a time. <clears throat> but I posted it on Instagram that I was very aggravated to continue to see movies like this being portrayed by able-bodied people. Yeah. And it's not like. I mean, even though this, and, and it's not the first movie, there's like countless, I could name you like 10 movies that keep happening and all these movies win awards. Like all of these movies win the Inspirational Porn Awards. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. And it's insane. It's like, I, I mean, Stephen Hawking was like my everything. That man is just, is the reason why we know reason, mm-hmm. basically. And like that movie, love the movie. The movie was great. He did a great job. Whatever mm-hmm. his name is, I forgot. That guy, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, I know it. Okay. <laughs> he did a great job, and like, yeah. great for him, and you know, pushing the actor experience even further. Like, awesome. But it's also disappointing because if this was not a thing, I would be okay with this movie. You know, if yeah. the, if if it was just continued like savior complex of people who have disabilities 
I would not have even pointed it out. Yeah. But it's like movie after movie about how we should save somebody with disability. And it makes it very hard for a person who actually is living with a disability to have a some sort of normal, norm, normally in their life. I can't yeah. say that right, but you know what I mean? Um, because that's all people see. People who aren't around people with disabilities see that movie and they go, oh, that's how I'm going to treat somebody who has a disability. So then in real life, when they do meet somebody who has a disability, that's how they treat them. Like they're yeah. less than that person. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's been 20 million countless times where people have come up to me either in the street. I mean, in the bathroom, literally shopping, doing my groceries, putting an eyelash on, <laughs> you name it, where somebody's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm just like, Ugh. What? I'm glad you're here too. You're here. I don't understand that, but it's more like I'm so sorry. Your life, you're suffering your whole life, Ugh. and here you are at a bar celebrating with me. And it's always like to make you feel better. Yeah. And that's what these movies were all about. They're always all about that. No. You know. And then they're played by people who don't know what it is to feel to be to have a disability at all. Mm-hmm. You know. And it, I. I would be more in agreement with it if in the writer's room somebody had a disability. Yes. But I 100% can bet you that there is never because they don't give those oppor- they don't give those jobs to people who do have disabilities. No. And it's very frustrating. So you can't talk about us without us being in the conversation yeah. ever. No. I don't t- tell me how to feel. Don't tell me how my experience is to be uh, to live with when you have a disability when you don't know how it is to begin with yeah and your father your friend your neighbor is not a good excuse oh well and it, yeah. of and oh i know what like, it feels like and it's always that too there's always like well you know my dad when he got older he couldn't get around that much or like that's not the that's same not the that's same, not the same bro same i mean the, my favorite one is like oh yeah i know what you feel like you know that one time i got hit by a car and i was in a chair for three days and, you know, it was really tough to get around. And Jeez. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely the same as not be able to ever walk in your whole entire life. But, okay, cool. Yeah. Please tell me how you understand how it is to live in a society where people really don't think you're worth it. But, okay, sure, let's uh, have this conversation. I think that, every, I mean, again, I know we brought up the, the trains in Astoria already. <laughs> but I remember when I first moved to Astoria. Because I love Astoria. I think yeah, it's the greatest it's neighborhood. But it is not accessible. No, no, whatsoever. any, like... The yeah. businesses aren't accessible. And you know, you're not just even. Like, you're like, what the no. fuck? Like, they're, and they're like new management buildings. It's not even like historic buildings, which sometimes I can get. Yeah. I can be like, okay, fine. This was in like the 17th centuries. And sure, like, you know, there's no, people weren't disabled in the century, 17th centuries, right? Like, well, like the, definitely the only, not. This is like a thing now that's happening. Oh my right? God, oh I mean, God. I was born in 87. So definitely that's by 1980s, started. that's <laughs> the beginning of this epidemic. Oh my called God. a disability jesus so, i know yeah that makes sense <laughs> but like when there's new management i always i always literally go like so i'm your first i'm the first person you've ever met who has a yeah. disability right because yeah that's the only excuse i can see why this would not be accessible when it was built like yesterday i know but okay i don't i don't get it i really which is really why don't. i always go out of my way to go everywhere I mean, I think about the same, just even now I live in an old building, but Mm -hmm. even mine, like all these brownstones have like, you know, all they're all the old New York buildings are stairs to get up them. And it's like, okay. The best one is when there's escalators in places and people choose to take elevators and not just stand. 
Like Ugh. how the most laziest thing that was ever invented was escalators. Yeah. You just stand. Oh, yeah. And it brings you up yeah, to another surface. That's kind of like how elevators work. It's exactly the same <laughs> as an elevator. I don't understand why people get, if there are escalators, and I, I always see people rush to the elevator, and I'm like, I don't know what your advantage is. I hate elevators. God, do I hate elevators. I know, especially. Like, they stink. Well, that's, well, that's because in the subways, they <laughs> well, are, it's, it's really bad. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, they use it as toilets in yeah. New York. No, exactly. So it's, that's the thing here. Uh, but, it's, but yeah, well, the, anyways, the point is that that's why I speak. And, you know, a lot of people who do follow me are more, more than none. People it's like, thank you for being a voice because I've been talking about this forever, but apparently nobody hears me. And I'm like, no, I feel you because that was me. I yeah. definitely was that person. So at the movie, like specifically, you were talking about the upside today. I yeah. Was anyone kind of like do you still get people even after all this time being like what are you talking about oh 100 percent. oh there i <laughs> this mean seems like such an uplifting movie oh yeah oh my god 100 percent. and it's like sure it, but why is it uplifting yeah the dude's rich the dude's crazy rich that's it i know that was the, the movie is about he's rich and he needs to pay someone to become even more rich <laughs> so oh my god that's it's really okay. a really depressing movie. So he just like is living a normal life and if you working wrote the, uh, and now he's rich. If you wrote the tagline for this movie, it would not do very well. <laughs> no, no, it would fail. Be a little too honest. They that. would never, it would never go into production. Oh my God. Well, so what is something specifically in media that mm-hmm. you think us as a society can do better representation wise for Higher. especially people with disabilities? Higher. Yeah. Hire people who have disabilities if you want to talk about disabilities. You could. You don't have to talk about disabilities. You don't have to do a movie about someone who has a disability. Yeah. But since you chose to do it, mm-hmm. how about you hire someone who actually, you know, and in this case, this was a true story. So I'm guessing the person actually has a disability. Why don't you find a writer or find somebody in the making of the movie who can tell you exactly what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right. Yeah. Because when true stories, they don't do like an actual like timeline of like literally facts, facts, facts. They obviously have to spice up the movie so it could be, you know, like you can cry for three hours about it. And that's fine. I'm not I'm not saying that you shouldn't because it is inspiring for someone who the world has said you don't belong in to, you know, feel accepted. That's great. I mm-hmm. think we should all. But the, the how we look at inspiration as far as like when people tell me, Oh, I'm so inspired by you. Sometimes it's not about like, oh, I feel motivated to be the best that I can be because I see you besides everything that's happened. I see you being the best version of yourself so I can be the best version of yourself. They see inspiration as like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not you. Ugh. And that's the kind of inspiration that people with disabilities, when they hear people say, oh, I'm so like, you're so inspirational. It's never like you're so inspirational because you're such a badass and now you're giving me permission to be a badass myself. It's you're so inspirational because I'm so glad that I'm not you, that I don't have to go through the same. Yeah. Which is, that's like everyone. Like I've had debates with my own family about it too. Yeah. You know, listen, I mean, I I can just say I've known you now for like three years and, um, and you've completely changed the way that I speak about disabilities and people. I remember, the first time we had like we went to a party or something (laughs) i was very like 
I went into that stupid mode where I was just like, <laughs> I gotta make sure everything's okay for Jillian. And oh, I was like, so well, but, but, but like I went into this thing and I was like moving people out of the way <laughs> and making sure, which is, which, which, you know, I don't, it's all well-intentioned, totally. but I know it deep down. I was like, I think this comes from a place where I think she's helpless. And, and, and I kind of like dealt with that in my own way. Yeah. Even today when you came up like that for two seconds, I was just like, Oh, should I go down I and make sure came she through got the up? window? I, know. I was like, should I go downstairs and like, make sure she gets in? Okay. And then I was like, no, fuck it. She's good. No, this is fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to wait for I've her. I've actually been to the studios a couple of, well, this oh, building exactly. a couple times. I was like, I'm going to wait right here. She yeah, knows yeah. exactly how to I get I mean, in. honestly, when I came in, I was like, dude, this looks like an editorial. Like I should just stay here and take a photo of this moment right yeah. now. Cause you were like so focused and I was it like, was... this is like an ad right now. Oh my God. But um, no, but it, yeah. it, it's, you've, you've You've definitely changed the way I think about Thank it because you. I haven't, I was talking to your manager the other day and it's like, we can't, <laughs> I can't think of anything you can't do <laughs> like, or that you've proven. Flying? No, you can, I mean, I, you I mean, mean like Superman flying? Fly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it, it's, there's never. I wasn't picked to go to Mars, but you know. Oh, did you try to get go to Mars? No, there's no way. I wouldn't. There's no way. No. I know. I like. You know, I love my family. You know, there's nothing there, right? All these people go to Mars that like, we know of. That we know of, true. That we know of. But I remember when everyone was signing up to go to Mars, yeah. and I was just like, I remember Neil deGrasse Tyson getting mad. He goes, "There's no air. Like this no. is not the best." I mean, it's idea. a suicide mission, but it is. It's a. It's a. You well, don't they're not come coming back. back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we saw the Martian. It was a terrible idea. <laughs> You're going to be eating pooped potatoes. Don't do that. You don't want to eat uh, pooped potatoes. No, you really, really um, don't. So that's something I can't do. Is there something that you, like, like what are some, like, bucket list things that you haven't checked <clears> off yet? Um, I want to be in a Guillermo del Toro movie. Fuck yeah. Right. That's a pretty goddamn that's good like top bucket five. list. Hell yeah. That's, like, top five. Because going back to... You know, I've never done catwalk. Yeah. I've never done a fashion show um, because I just know that if I do do one, it has to be fucking perfect. Yes, it absolutely. has to be representation in its maximum degree. It mm -hmm. can't be just like, oh, I mean, this is a situation where just being like, oh, she's just a model. It won't play. No, exactly. it has to be like we're going to use Jillian to make it so fucking magical yeah. that like nobody can say anything about it absolutely you know so for me how i've always seen it and it and i honestly i remember till today the moment alexander mcqueen passed away mm. and my heart because i loved him so much and i still i'm so inspired by his work mm -hmm. but that was like my goal in life i was like i want to work with alexander mcqueen because i know that he would be the only one who would not only understand me but would put me in something that he was working on that and it would be so fucking badass yeah it would be oh, yeah. so creative beyond belief like he was already ahead of his time like by yeah. 30 years but like i'm waiting for that one designer to just be like yeah we're gonna put jillian in this catwalk and yeah it's gonna look goddamn phenomenal and yeah. it's gonna be like a victoria's secret like angel well that's another company that's just, like, sad, but no that's that the only am. company i can openly talk shit about because <laughs> they'll never hire me well, <laughs> well, now they'll never hire me either because yeah. I'm not perfect. It's fucking according to them. They but have they have horrible. It's sad because like most of you know our coworkers are in that, so it's yeah. like and like IMG is very big a part of that. And you want to support them, and I, I do support I, them. Of course, I that's my thing. I, I super support, support them. them. 
That's all. Exactly. That's, that's all that's I'm going to say about that. That's the exact way Have I feel. Have I stopped shopping like, in Victoria's Secret? Maybe. I know. Listen, there's a bunch of... I realized... <laughs> This year was the year I realized that what I buy actually makes a difference. Yeah. And I stopped yeah. because I'm there's some brands oh, that money are talks. totally Ooh. uninclusive mm-hmm. that I'm the final size they make and I can sneak into them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've this is the year I decided I was like, no, fuck you. You can't I'm not gonna wear you fuck if you it. don't if you don't make a size bigger than mine just because I know I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big guy. I'm mm-hmm. a very big guy, but mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest guy no. in the world. And it's like, if you're not going to be an inclusive size, I, there's no, there's so then many just good companies. The yeah. There's so many good companies doing it totally. right now. There's no reason for and me to support And they should be you. the ones to be most supported yeah. because nobody is supporting them. Yeah. You know? So yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Any other big bucket list moments besides oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guillermo um, del Oh my God, that would be amazing. Yeah. So anyways, the point is that I, I know that he would put me in a film and I would just be like, the most awesome creature on earth. Also, yeah. he's Mexican, so it's like yes, Latin. Hell yeah, you know. And it's like something that we would connect. And I and I didn't meet him because I was so shy. But we were at an event together, <sighs> and we locked eyes for like at least two minus seconds. And hey. we just like he just like stared at me, and I stared at him, and I was like, "We're gonna work together." From like <laughs> you, across the room. You don't know it yet, <laughs> but, but you, but you know, that we're working together. I bet so, you he is. I bet he's so still I keep saying it in it. every interview, so that one day he just. Like he's gonna listen to this podcast exactly, It'll and just he's be gonna be like, like, "Oh shit!" Actually, I got something I think for that's that. A good idea. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's one. Um. Also, to do a fashion show. Yeah. To do like a really big, like a Mimu or like, mm-hmm. like a Moschino or yeah. Alexander Wang or somebody, but it has to be somebody grand who has yeah. like very, very big pool. Totally. To do it. You know, it can't just be any single person. Because, like, no offense, but that's the only way that the message is going to hit harder. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody with, an, like, the biggest influence and the biggest power yeah. can say, hey, actually, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. How about we include a huge majority of people who have been invisible for the beginning of time? Yeah. Let's have them included because, oh, yeah, they wear clothes, too. <laughs> we all wear clothes. I mean, I'm currently wearing clothes right now. Even nudists have to wear clothes <laughs> when it's cold. Like, <laughs> I mean, they have to, you know. It's not. Every, I mean, like, literally all of us I mean, they wear shoes, do. so, yeah. you know, that's a thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's a good oh. point, though. But, yeah, yeah. you're right. No, there's Even none of nudists. us. That, there's none of us that don't wear clothes. So, it's like, it's. So, it's just like you're literally, the excuse you're, of, like, will this sell? I'm if just you're, like, If you want, your customer base can be everyone. It should be. And it is. And that's what I always say. Unless you're like, like couture and that's like your niche and that's fine. You can, yeah. you can have a niche, but yeah. don't tell me every single brand in this whole entire world is couture. Exactly. Cause it's not. No, it's absolutely at all. not. Nobody would wear clothes. If it's Everybody in Filene's basement, you're not couture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my um, God. So that's another one. And just like continue, like I was so blessed that last year. Um, I was in the cover of Teen Vogue, and I was like yeah. monumental and something that's never happened before. You're, no, you're in the cover you of know, Teen Vogue for you're, the September issue. What? You're in uh, your Times Square billboard. Hell and yeah, it's that, like, I, I, I mean, I don't want to say like a hundred percent certain, but I'm pretty sure that myself and my other friend um, Mama Cox were probably the first persons who had a disability in Times Square. Yeah. In a billboard that was oh, like yeah. what, thirty feet high. I don't even oh, know. Oh, it was massive. 
massive. massive. And it was there for like a month. Yeah. It was incredible. I, well, I never go to Times Square, but I specifically did not go to Times Square because the one that was on, because I was terrified. Someone was going to be like, wait, is that, is that? Oh my God. Just because I'm like low-key an introvert, so. <laughs> I know, but but it, that that's amazing. There's something amazing. specifically about Times Square billboards yeah. that I think are like. Well, it's also like a full circle for me because yeah. I was born here and yeah. like, you know, being a New Yorker and seeing yeah. your own face in Times Square, like. I wouldn't. That's royalty status. I right wouldn't there. know how to handle it. One day, knock on wood. I, I'm waiting. Oh, on it's not. Okay. You're a sign to IMG, so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Oh, my God. Jillian, this has been so much fun. I this can is, talk forever here. I know. We can totally talk forever. <laughs> we can. <laughs> the thanks for having me. This is really, really cool. I'm excited to no, hear, no. The, to hear myself back. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I want you're going to uh, some other time this year we have to come back Deal. and we'll do it again because Deal. we still have so much oh to talk God. about. We're not even we haven't scratched the not surface even. of what we could talk about. But you're an amazing person. You're such a badass. I try. And not only that, you're like such a good model. Like that's the thing. It's not like you're good at what you do. It's not and people That's like you. You have to do like a hundred percent or not. Yeah, no, exact and people forget that. It's like we're not you, you don't coast. Like you put yourself into everything and that's that's why you're so badass. My English teacher always said, Don't do something half assed. Do the full ass. <laughs> There's no such thing as somebody who has one butt cheek. That's true. I mean, maybe one. So there's mm. somebody, but well, yeah, you know what I mean. I, yeah. <laughs> but give it a full ass. But give it a full ass. Everything. Yeah. Amazing, Jillian, you're incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. What an amazing way to start the second season, guys. I hope you guys loved her as much as I did. She's going to be back because I can't have... We had so much more to talk about. But, of course, you know, got to keep things on time and whatnot. So you'll be hearing from her later on this year because she's the best. Please follow her on all of her social medias at Jillian Mercado. Follow us on social media at Zach Miko, Z-A-C-H-M-I-K-O on Twitter and Instagram and all that other amazing stuff. I'll tell you, you go facebook.com slash bigthingspod, and you go to our website, bigthingspod.com, but you guys know the spiel. You've been listening for a long time now. Thank you guys so much. We are so excited to bring the next season of Big Things your way. And until next week, go out into the world and do big things. <sighs> <laughs>